time for the next wave. Scores! Braden Point got it done. 35 seconds into overtime. There are great players. Ryan O'Reilly, come get the Conn Smythe Trophy. Superstars. Puck up three, From Craig Bergeron, who tied the game and won it in overtime. Even Hall of Famers after the first round. Becky scores! Let's move on to the next wave now, Craig. And uh, the first guy that we're talking about is John Jason Paterka, left winger uh, with uh, EHC Muchen, uh, ranked 42nd on the Craig's list. And his uh, his countryman, uh, Tim Stutzla from Germany, is getting all the hype. But could you see two Germans going in the first round with Paterka going late in the first? I could see three Germans going in the first round because you can't exclude Lucas Reichel either. Right, that's right. You know, I think that uh, there's no question about my main Stutzel is going in the first round, but but definitely J.J. Paterka and Lucas Reichel are candidates to go in the first round. There's no doubt in my mind. You know, when I watch when I watch J.J. play, there's not one area of his game that really you go wow or geez, you know, that's where he hangs his hat, but. You watch him play, and, and, and he adapts. He understands what's unfolding. He 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 can get to a spot on the ice, you know, to to, to receive a pass. He understands where a puck has to go if he does have a, a play to make. And you know, he, he he's got this kind of equal balance of playmaking and scoring, but a really smart player. So, you know, I've compared him to Ricard Raquel with the Anaheim Ducks. And Ricard Raquel is never going to wow you with the up and down, you know, highlight type moves. But good players want to play with him. Why do good players want to play with Ricard Raquel? Because he's a smart player and he knows how to get the puck into the hands of the top players. He knows how to get into areas on the ice where those good players can get him the puck. And, you know, I go back to, to the Pittsburgh Penguins when they were having lots of success. And, you know, everybody would think that, like, you know, if you said to somebody, geez, you know who I think would be two really good wingers for uh, Sidney Crosby? Chris Kunitz and Pascal Dupuis. And people would look at you with eyes crossed and, like, shake their head and go, what? But those guys were so good for Sydney because their hockey sense was exceptional. Mm-hmm. and. They had the skill. They had skill to be able to, to, to play at that level. But they understood how to ensure that they could take advantage of everything Sydney was doing and to help Sydney be the best he could be. And that's, that, that's the type of player I see J.T. Paterka as. Yeah, no, the statistics he put up in the in the DL, you know, don't tell you a, a lot because he's a young player. I'm sure he wasn't getting... Uh, the the power play ice time and things like that but you can probably learn a lot from a player in that type of season you know what is he learning from watching some of the other guys and being around uh, some of the other guys as you said this isn't the guy that's going to wow you with statistics you 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 know watch him play the game and what did you what do you see in him as far as his development playing in that league well, I mean, when you're playing in a DEL and you're a 17-year-old player turning 18 during the course of the season, you know, one of the things that those players that are playing pro have already advanced, right? So, like, they have a maturity about them. 
not only physical, but mental. I mean, he's playing against players that have, that have played in the NHL. So you have to be able to hold your own. You have to be able to hold your own from a skill point of view, being able to skate, being able to contribute, make play. But you've got to be able to, to hold your own mentally. And, and by, I'm talking about the hockey sense, the ability to read the plays. And, and I think one of, the, one of the things about JJ, too, is you have to understand when you're 17, 18 years of age, what you may want to do is not necessarily what you're capable of doing at that age. I see a lot of young players, you know, and I, I talk, you know, a player coming from midget to junior. You know, it's very rare for a 16-year-old player to come into junior hockey and be really prolific. Even though they've been really prolific at, 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 in midget and high draft picks, it's hard. But understanding what you can do and not getting frustrated by it and still finding a way to contribute and grow and develop are really key elements. But if you don't understand what you might not be ready to do at a particular moment in time, and that moment in time might be six weeks, it might be three months, we see lots of progression. Dean, you've seen it over the years where a player comes in and you're going, oh boy, uh, October, he doesn't look like he can really hold his own. You, you pick up your head at the end of November, you go, oh, he looks like he's getting a little bit better. In February, you go, oh boy, he's going to be a good player, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you've seen that mm -hmm. for, for years in junior hockey. I think it's the same thing with J.J. Paterka. And I think that that is what speaks to such excellent hockey sense in terms of being able to, to do the things uh, to, to move your game forward and be such a such a smart, good player. When, when I say being able to play with other good players, got, you, you got to really know what your strengths are and, and know what you're capable of doing at any particular moment in time. It's interesting to try to predict uh, the floor and the ceiling with this player because some of those other guys that you mentioned played with one of the best players to ever play the game in Sidney Crosby and, and played on the Olympic team uh, with, with Sidney Crosby. So, you know, his ceiling could be a, a top-line player because he seems to fit well with other top-line players. Again, you've nailed it, in my view. Fit. How do you fit? You, you remember when Phil Kessel got traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins? Everybody yeah. said he, he was going to score 60 goals. Yeah. He had never scored 40. Oh, and by the way, he never scored 40 in Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, again, I know how skilled Phil Kessel is. And, and again, your word, fit, how you fit with those players. If you're going to play with Sidney Crosby, there's three elements you need to have to play with. Star Everybody says, oh, it's easy to play with top players. Oh, no, it isn't. It's really difficult. But let's just use Sydney as an example, Connor McDavid. If you're going to play with those players, there's three things you need to be able to do. And, and if you can't do them, I don't care how good your skill level is, you, you can't play with them. Number one, you have to be able to process the game at the same rate of speed that they process it. Because they see things quickly and faster than just about everybody, if not everybody else, they're playing against. So if you cannot process at the same rate, then you are not going to be able to play with them. And, and that's number one. Number two, you have to be able to uh, take advantage of the opportunities that are going to present you. Like if you're wide open and you like if you process and you get wide open and you can't finish the plays and you can't, you know, produce offensively, whatever, whatever that rate is, you're not going to stay with them because you're not taking full advantage of, of the opportunities they're presenting you. And then number three, they demand the puck. They demand that you get them the puck 
when they can be the most dangerous. So if you cannot do that, you're not going to be able to play with them. One, two, three. And you have to be, so Chris Kunitz did that. Pascal Dupuis did that. The golden goal in 2010, we, we all know, Iggy, Iggy, and mm -hmm. Iggy got him the puck, <laughs> right? The, those are the examples that I use, you know, and, and, and if you can't do that, you're not going to be able to play with good players. And because, you see those traits in JJ. Well, I, I think he's a smart enough player. So, so so you sit here and you think about Chris Kunitz, right? Like he played in Anaheim, Stanley Cup, played in Pittsburgh for, for three Stanley Cups, and then in Chicago. Crazy. It, it, well, you don't, you don't pretty, think of that at all. No. Pretty impressive, right? Yeah. That's really, really impressive. Craig joins us courtesy of the uh, UFFS hotline. It's, of course, all about the ultimate franchise fantasy sports platform. And, uh, you know, Craig, you're part of high-level scouting, and you guys are now into the phase where you can just start plucking players. And, and I know Trish is really excited to, to tap into your expertise now because – you know, maybe a lot of other people, they might have just been using the Craigslist, but now we get the Craig's brain uh, to go out and, and find players. And, and and scouting, as much as identifying the top players is, how important is those underrated, you know, diamond in the rough is a bit cliche, but th those, those fines, how important are those guys in the scouting world? I think, Dean, we can all, you, anybody can go to a game and, and you, you go and go, geez, who's 87 there? Oh, it's yeah. Kid's name is Crosby. Yeah, you can see he's pretty good. Who's 29? Oh, that's McKinnon. Oh, okay. Who's this 97 kid? Oh, that's McDavid. Don't, they're obvious. Like they are. And we all can go and look at the game and, and pick out the best players. I don't think – I think that's always the key. Scouting, you know, is, is looking at players and trying to, you know – peel back the onion, so to speak, trying to scratch the surface of, of, of what they're going to be and what you think they can be. And, you know, that's where the projection comes in. You know, what are their qualities? What are they showing you at any particular moment in time that, that, that makes you believe that they can be really good contributing players? And so w w when I go back and I look at those types of things with young players, your point about being able to find those players that maybe most players aren't obvious. That's what I'm mm -hmm. talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the obvious ones are so obvious that really you just can't even, uh, you, you, there's no debate, but the vast majority of players aren't so obvious. And there's things you like about them. There's question marks you have about them. You know, there's, there's projections you make about them. So that's where teams make real significant strides is by, okay, we feel this player has these qualities and, and we feel that th those qualities can be developed. We're going to acquire them. And that's, that's how teams become successful, you know, after the obvious players. And quite frankly, I don't think it's obvious after most cases after five picks in the draft. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're you're uh, you're right about that. Uh, okay, let's check in on Charlie uh, Deroche. Uh, 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 is it uh, Deroche? Deroche. All right, Charlie Deroche, a right defenseman from St. John. You have him ranked 103rd on the Craigslist. How would you describe him as a defenseman? Well, here's what I would describe him as: is really smart and really competitive, and he wants to be a difference maker in the game. You know, he, he he's not he's not a dangler. He's not, he's, he's not one of those players that when you watch the game, you go, he's fast or he's going to, but you pick up your head 
he's he's in every competitive battle, you know, for the puck and, and defensively. He, he he's not physically strong enough right now. He's not physically strong enough right now uh, to be able to uh, uh, handle some of the physical challenges. But he's in every fight. He's in every competitive battle, and that's what you're looking for in players. Uh, as he physically, but but. He passes the puck well. He's engaged in the game. He reads the game so exceptionally well. And when you put all of that together, Dean, you have a player that, to me, has this potential. We, we, we talk about trying to find those players where things aren't as obvious. But what is obvious to me, he competes. He's a, he's very, very smart. He can make plays with the puck. Like, you know, I, 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 you got to be able to make plays with the puck. And you got to be able to think the game. And, and I think his skating, as he physically matures, is going to come where he can be a contributor. And it's and also that physical maturity is going to help him gain greater advantages in those competitive battles. He, he's a young kid, and he, he, he's got lots of growth ahead of him. I know this. He's a player that if I'm looking at some point uh, in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, He's a player that I'm looking at seriously to, to, to and, and not so seriously. He, he's a player I'm looking to get on my in, in my organization. Yeah, that's kind of what I was envisioning is a, a guy that's a later round pick that uh, ha, has time to develop uh, in the CHL in the minor league level, and then you know I don't know where you see him on on the depth chart whether he's like a you know a third to six guy, but as we've talked about before, every roster needs a guy like that, and and sometimes. I don't know. Sometimes these later round picks that have time to develop, uh, they, they marinate a little bit better than you expected. Well, they do. And like, like I'll use a different example. Like Victor Mete, who was a fourth round draft pick to the Montreal Canadiens, you know, he, he really good skater, but not, not, not really big, but, but he, he took the initiative in the game. He wanted to be a difference maker in the game. And you can look and go, oh, does he have what it takes? Well, they took him in the fourth round. But all the things that I just described about Charlie is what Victor had. Now, Charlie's not as good a skater as Victor at the same age. But, but you know, the qualities, I, I want to be a difference maker. I, I, I can skate. I can join the attack. I'm going to compete. And, and you learn. That's what I see in Charlie. And so, you know, I mean, is he going to be a fourth-round draft pick? I can't answer that. I'm just saying that if I'm an organization based on what I've seen from Charlie is that I want him. He's one of those players that I want to try to try to get into my group to to be part of uh, uh, helping him grow and develop. And because I know he's going to put in the time, I know he's going to put in the effort, and I think he's got some qualities. This is a serious message. Craig Button joins us on the Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports Hotline. Become a scout and make money while providing prospects to the Ultimate Franchise Hockey League. Pay that man his money. I'm your huckleberry. Check out the details at www.uffsports.com. It's serious. I like it a lot. I said we got a winner. UFFS, you own the game.